podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello, and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Tim and Jay. What's up, gentlemen? I have a question for you. Yes. This is the second episode in the row where I'm not second anymore. Have I been? I missed one episode, oh. and I've been downgraded <laughs> to the third the third scoundrel that's disappointing <laughs> i didn't i didn't even it didn't even occur to me i think it's because on my screen i have tim oh, that's mirrored that's interesting i have tim on my left yeah. and you on my right so like i read from left to right you know yeah yeah sure Kyle. you know you could come up with any excuse you want all i heard was third billing in this <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll do we'll do you second next time Jay. please that's okay. all i ask you know i don't ask you for much just second <laughs> billing. Right. yep got it <laughs> um <laughs> well today uh we're gonna talk we got some yet more shadow collector reveals my favorite one so far um not darth maul maul a rival mm. uh this is official title and then uh we're gonna talk we're going to continue our force user discussion with basically how to build a list around a force user. Um, like what do you actually take with a force user if you want to use one yeah. and how do you use those things uh, alongside said force user? So, um, but first let's do housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, so that's me. Third billing have to do the house cleaning. You know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm feeling a lot of negativity here. It's like, I have to clean. I come in third. I don't know. You know what, Jay? You are the, uh, I, I think, like the this. only qualified person here to do housekeeping. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. Uh, that's yeah, that's exactly what we tell our kids when we want them to do the dishes. Um, but you're so good at it. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, let's talk Stormtide. So Stormtide's our monthly narrative uh, that, we do, that we've been doing since uh, August. So about six months, nine months, nine months now. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard, we are actually taking a two month, I'm calling it, let's call it a sabbatical. We're just taking a break. Uh, there's a couple of reasons. One, we were looking at some of the numbers and after talking to some of the, the people who have been doing Stormtide, they're way behind, right? Like they haven't been able to catch up with all the missions we've been putting out. And so we wanted to give them a chance to catch up. Um, and this is for people who aren't on season two, box three. So if you're before season two, box three, we're still shipping yours to catch you up. And ideally we'll catch, you know, by the time July rolls around, we'll have caught everybody up and then we can send out season two, box four. Um, and so, so basically what's happened is we're just taking a two month break, you know, let people catch up. Uh, we've had like real supply chain issues as have the rest of the world. And so it allows us to catch up and kind of get ahead a little bit. Um, and then number three, you know, we're, we're, we've got some new artists on, we've got some new writers on, we, you know, John is new and kind of had to pick up, you know, where Mike left off and, and kind of roll with that. And so uh, we never gave anybody a break to kind of catch our breath, right? We just kept moving. Um, and so we just thought this was a great time to to just take a two month break, let, let you, the customer take a break, let us, the developers take a break, everybody take a break and we'll reconvene in July with season two, box four. Um, 
And, and I just think it's good for everybody. And, and so basically what we did was we just paused everybody's subscriptions. No one's getting charged for the next couple of months. As much as I would love to charge everybody, uh, we're not, of course. And, you know, we wanted that to be as fair and uh, reasonable for everyone, including us and you and, and everyone else. So we're still doing Stormtide. You could sign up today. Actually, if you sign up this month, by the time we the pause uh, ends, you'll you'll be caught up. So you could sign up today, get season two, box one through three before we start the next seasons and uh, uh, the next quarter. So so that's going on. Uh, let's see what else we are for those of you who pre-ordered mats and sidebars. They are due in any moment uh, into into the shipping catastrophe that is the world uh there somewhere and so they're supposed to be here about mid-may which is the next week or so i, I that's been holding kind of true the timelines we've had on that so we should have more information on that soon so if you pre-ordered i understand you pre-ordered back in march or uh you know or even maybe late february and you've been waiting and waiting waiting i swear they're coming um and and so they'll be here any moment then, uh, you know, the rest of the stuff, hey, we have Star Wars Legion. We just did a great May the 4th deal. Uh, we're back to our regular 10% off, but keep an eye out because we're going to keep rolling those deals, um, especially, you know, we're going to talk about mall today. So especially when a Shadow Collective stuff comes out, we'll roll some more deals, uh, which is soon, a couple months. Um, and then, uh, as always, you get support us on our Patreon that you know we we have a, a blogging staff which we're actually growing we've we've put out an offer to three more writers so uh we are we're going to be putting more staff on for writing articles so you guys will have more content that you could ever want um and patreon helps us do that so if, if you want to support that do that at any dollar level that'd be great and uh, you know uh all our tools legion stream legion hq legion quick guide legion stats we we have all the tools and you can use them all awesome was that good yep oh good <laughs> yeah. glad i have your approval Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> tim told me that before we started that i did a pretty garbage job of <laughs> of plugging everything on uh i was on turn zero this week <laughs> apparently i did a bad job so yeah. i think i i think i did okay uh, i mean you, you you yourself said you did a bad job yeah, on I, the it, cast so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair um oh i guess uh one last thing sorry uh john just updated the elo rankings too so if you guys didn't yes. see that uh elo rankings are updated as well and if you don't know what those are those are us rating you and how good you are at legion <laughs> And so we're doing that for free. So yep. enjoy. It's very, very judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all no. like, we have a private server on this end. And we all just <laughs> laugh. We just laugh at you for being so bad. Very, very judgmental, pure cold hearted numbers. So yeah, I think I, I didn't even look. I think I'm like 150 or something. Like, I don't <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It's just a fun, yeah. uh, you know, thing for. That's the fret about. Yeah. Um, what's my you know, elo? That's right. You want an yeah. easy way to get your name on the fifth trooper? Get ranked on elos. That's the easiest. Play. On the website, yeah. Play Which all you have games. to do is play 10 games. So, yep. um, yeah. Uh, so go check those out. It was just the, I believe, the real life elo that was updated, mm -hmm. not Invader elo. So, yeah. Um, which I'm not in <laughs> at this point. Uh, I don't know if. 
I don't know if I think it was the day after we recorded last week. Um, essentially, uh, my group fell victim to the to the dreaded three way tie um, with three four on one records at the top, and I was the third out of the uh, three for victory point totals. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm <laughs> not an Elims for the first time since I played Invader. So. And guess who um, is for the first time yeah. since he's played Invader? This guy. Yeah, this guy, Jason Walensky. <laughs> yep. And Tim, With you're in too, right? Y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that was expected though. The rest of the guys are all really good. I'm like, I'm like the terrible one on the team. I yeah. thought it was Evan, and then at Adepticon, he goes top four. It's me. I'm the I'm the bad one on our team. Ah, I got to show you guys. <laughs> you are not bad, Jay. Yeah. You're good at good. Star Wars Legion. Um, yeah, so I get to read all you guys on for, uh, you know, for this season. So, um, I'm rooting for team fifth trooper, hopefully not too many team kills in, uh, I mean, the it, regional it, it, it looks like Lucas and I might do a bit of a team kill either first or second round. So okay. <laughs> just depends on how, like our sort of, we're probably going to be in the same quadrant and maybe even same one round one. So that would suck, but oh well. Yeah. Um, well, on the plus side, you know, one of you guys is make it out of yeah. that. So, yeah, that's that's always my view with team kills. Like, it sucks that somebody has to lose, but it also guarantees that one of you two is going to advance. So, right, you know, yep. it's a little, it's bittersweet. Um, anyway, I'll be rooting for you guys and everyone else in Invader. So, no, 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 just us. I mean, mostly you guys, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. But thank you. Uh, anyway. Uh, should we talk about Maul, a rival? All right. <laughs> so for <laughs> so I'm very excited about this. Uh, I am a big fan of Darth Maul um, slash Maul generally. Uh, I'm going to be seen... honest with you. I'm mostly confused about it. So I, I, <laughs> I'm not really excited. I'm just mostly confused. So, so uh, I, have you seen the Clone Wars TV show? some of it okay um i mean this is all this this part of all this version of mall is essentially mm-hmm. entirely from the clone wars tv show and then to a very small extent um star wars rebels mm-hmm. uh, i mean i reading these cards this this is like this this is, is all wars. clone wars yeah yeah primarily season six and seven of clone wars yeah. so yeah. um Clone Wars is like if you want to catch up on Clone Wars, uh, I'd say like what forty percent of the episodes are just like objectively just filler. bad filler, yeah. <laughs> um, and the other sixty percent are awesome. Yeah. So there's people have posted like guides online yeah, as to like if you want to kind of plow through Clone <laughs> Wars, these are the episodes you should watch, and these are the episodes you should skip. So. Yeah, actually, last time we brought up Clone Wars, I was like, nope, haven't really watched it. And yeah. one of our listeners sent me that comprehensive list of what I should watch. And I, I still haven't made it through it. I, I'm sorry. I just. No, it's a I, lot. I, yeah. I mean, if, it's a lot. If, if nothing else, season seven and or six and seven are just incredible. They're very it's good. Not, it's not as good if you don't have as much emotional investment mm-hmm. in all the characters, but um, they're great. See, I'm more of like a like a YouTube lurker where I'm like, mm. oh, like oh, I watch the uh, Ahsoka versus Maul fight, and then I just kind of get the context from that, and I go, yeah, all right, 
I that got is it. a really good fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So the the title Arrival is from Clone Wars. That's uh, I won't entirely ruin the scene, but that is in fact Palpatine that confers that title on Maul. So, um, yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah, it's it's from when he's attempting to basically take over Mandalore, which he sort of succeeds at some point. Um, and that's how why he ends up with the dark saber. So that's why he has the dark saber in his shadow collective version to explain the theme there. Um, if you want more, go watch Clone Wars. <laughs> you know what? I know we're going to talk about the Legion part. You know what the interesting thing is? Um, did you see on the back of his card, he's got the Sabak logo? That seems weird. So if you look at his card, and there's like a, wa- like a, a, a what's that, watermark behind like allies of oh, yeah, and stuff. It's the Sabak logo. Interesting. Yeah, that means that he is a. Um, sorry, my printer was freaking out Ma- for no. Means he's a reason. wild card. No, that means he's a mercenary unit. Yeah. Um, which we don't know exactly what that means yet. Uh, but that is essentially a catch-all for units that don't belong to a particular faction. Um, people were freaking out about the two gray dots next to his affiliation. So there's basically like three relevant things on each of these cards right the talk that that would seem to indicate how you can use them if you look at like one of the um like let's say the black sun card right which we've already talked about you have the black sun faction affiliation logo which is in the upper left um and then you have uh two in this case two faction symbols which are um empire and droids i think um and then you also have the sabak logo in the back watermark in the background of the keyword area Mm -hmm. um so basically, as far as we know from what AMG has told us, that means that they are a mercenary unit. We don't know exactly what that means. They've said um, there might be some kind of cap on how many you can take. Uh, they've definitely said they don't count towards your minimums. So, um, you know, like Black Sun, if you, they're a mercenary, they don't count towards your core minimums. Same with Pikes. Um, and then uh, they've said that those those gray circles in the upper left, those are the factions that can actually just take them, you know, I guess just about any list. Um, clearly, if there's like faction specific battle forces, they might tell you otherwise. But if you're just making like a quote unquote normal empire or um, separatist list, presumably you can take Black Sun in said list and they just won't count towards your core minimums. Mm. Uh, there was much hubbub on the discord when Maul's card was revealed because he has two gray circles where those faction symbols would otherwise be um and they were speculating like did they gray these out are these redacted can you actually take him on other factions um i don't think so they've said publicly that Maul will be shadow collected only (laughs) so thematically it also seems weird for him to go in any of the other factions so um it seems odd that you would even put that there, though. I don't know. Maybe it's like, something with their printing. Uh, maybe yeah. it's just to mirror the format of the other mercenary units. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think anything is redacted. I think that they're just blank gray circles. <laughs> well, I mean, and they're also not quite actually like blank gray circles. They're actually like there's like there's a texture, texture to them. Yeah. So it's not like they like quick, um, quick. Uh, Photoshop, Photoshop job yeah. of yeah. redacting. It's not like it doesn't look like redacting circles. It looks well. Like it actual- could be. It could be something like remember magic when something didn't have 
you know, it was just like a gray circle and you could use it for anything. Like maybe there's something I know that they said he was going to be shadow collector, but it could be in the future. There's a card that's like, oh, if you have one of these gray circles, then you can do this or something. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the bottom line is, at least based on what they've told us, uh, he will be shadow collective only. And shadow collective is not a faction also based on what they've told us. Um we don't really know what that means in practice. It's going to be some kind of what whether they're calling it a battle force or not, it's going to be similar in that it has like sort of a more restricted thing, force org, whatever you want to call it, where they tell you what you can take. So um, that's what we know based on random painting streams and other things that they've dropped at like mini extravaganza and in other places. So uh, I would expect this mall to be only usable in the shadow collective, whatever Robert. we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> battle force. Let's call it a battle force. Um, so far in my local group, I've been saying like mercenary units in factions and then mercenary units proper. It's just to refer okay. to as whatever thing ends up being the place that is them all together. Yep. Um, so how about we talk about his unit card here? All right. Looks pretty familiar. Looks almost it's it's almost the same as his separatist version. Um, so uh, the key differences here. We already talked about the the shadow collective symbol, the gray circle thingies, and the sabat card. Um, he he does not have two training slots. Instead, he has a command slot instead of the second training slot, and then he has. Um, an armament slot which is for something specific which we'll get to in a minute uh, but he has um, two new keywords on here so he's got all the same keywords that Separatist Mall has and then he also has allies of convenience which we've seen before on that upgrade that was previewed uh, the reminder text your army may include one additional mercenary unit of any rank we have no idea what that means yet um People right, have... and we thought we did, but now this throws... If he's only Shadow Collective, then this doesn't make any sense. I mean, it could just be that, like, um, you know, the the reminder text... The reminder text is there, and it's the same. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder... Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's probably a, like a deeper rules or a couple paragraphs will be in the RG regarding this. And then this is just the reminder of what it means. Um, yeah. yeah. And then and hit, the, the uh, second uh, part, I think, is yeah. what's more relevant from all, which is you can issue orders to friendly mercenary units regardless yep. of affiliation. Um, so regardless of what the first rank part means, um, it seems important that if, you see, if he's in a battle force with a bunch of other mercenary units, that he should be able to give them orders. So. Yeah. Um, we don't know if that does anything with self-preservation or anything like that, but, mm. um, okay. Uh, and then the other new keyword on here is wound one. The first time you enter play, suffer one wound. So he starts the game with a wound token. Um, I have a take on this, but I want to hear your guys take first. It's slightly worse than CIS small because it, it takes away the ability to have a free wound. However, it also, uh, opens up your command card choice a little bit. 
Yeah, I I don't like it because I get what it does, right? And I get why, but it's it's you're already you're basically starting at five health, right? Which I think for uh for for a force user or a lightsaber user, we'll call it uh in this case, it's that's bad. Like I'd rather have my full. So you have some more options, you know, to begin with. And I, and I know, you know, we're going to talk about his cards and they do some trickery to, to fix that. But like, I don't know. It just seems iffy. Like that could get dangerous. I feel quickly. So as someone who has played a lot of mall, um, I think that's actually gives you more options. Okay. And that is because, um, he essentially doesn't function hardly at all without geo mastery. Like clearly you can do some stuff, but like, you know, he doesn't have charge. He doesn't have relentless. He doesn't have master of the force uh, without geo mastery. He's just a dude with a lightsaber printed out his card. Um, so it, you know, generally as soon as you want Maul to start doing things, um, mm-hmm. you need him to be wounded. Now, clearly that can be from him getting shot. Uh, but generally, in my experience, if that happens, that's like a pretty unpredictable way to um, be wounded for Juyo. Mo- like 90% of the time to make that happen, I play it last as a mall player. Um, and the situations where you want him to like start the game with six wounds are basically where you essentially mess up some kind of infiltrate and your opponent can see you and you didn't think they could. Um, so, uh, to me, this feels like a straight benefit because it allows you to save at last for when you actually need a one pip and not, you know, the first time that you want to activate Juyo mastery because you always have Juyo mastery active and you also always have tenacity active if you take that. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I understand what you're saying. I think that's fair. It just, like to me, like this, but it also starts to trigger stuff like Hunter. So like if I have Hunter on Bosk, like it's I've already I'm gonna get that aim if I'm shooting at you. You know what I mean? If I can catch you in the open, it just it does add, I think I hear what you're saying, but and and maybe I'm wrong, you've played it much more than I have, but it just seems to add like another level of complexity that maybe you have to think about a little bit more. Where before you were like, no, I can get in the that's okay. I'll take this shot so that I get the wool. But you you got to choose when that happened. Where now you're you know, now you don't that's not a choice with with him, but maybe that's I mean, nothing. Uh, playing against small, like it's I, I do agree that it adds more options, but it also means like with Maul, you often have sort of a little bit of insurance padding right off the bat, where those first that first turn or two where you're just double moving or move dodging, yeah. um, you can uh, like especially if you like if the line of sight blocker you need to be behind is like not f- super huge, you can be like, okay, there's one unit on that side. I'm gonna hang. If I'm gonna get shot, it'll be by one unit, and then I might take a wound, but big whoop, I was gonna take it anyway. So. Yeah, there are those handful of times where um, maybe you just don't have a better choice and you can't hide him. And then yeah. there, those are the situations where, the, you know, you're going to feel more limited by this. But most of the time, uh, it's going to be kind of freeing to not have to play at last to get Juyo started. Yeah. I think. Especially since, um, I guess we can talk about that armament slot. Uh <laughs> And this version of Maul can get cunning. <laughs> uh, 
which means that those one pips have extra value for going first. Um, Now, at last kind of historically allows you to take three one pips, which you can still do. Um, But uh, his command cards are (laughs) basically he has a three pip that counts as a one pip when hand building. So if you take all of his new command cards, then you end up with a six card hand, but it's a normal six card hand, you know, two one pips, two two pips, two three pips, basically. So clearly you could take ambush instead of witch magic, which is this card, but. um, I mean, witch magic is pretty good. It's really good. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I was like, I don't think that's a choice. What are you talking about, man? That's crazy. I mean, you could do it. That card's stupid good. Yeah. So you want to read it, Jay? Yeah. So you have to nominate the Shadow Collective Mall or whatever that symbol means. Uh, while building command hand, you treat this card as though it has one pip. Tim and I were talking about this before you got on, and that that like broke my brain for a second. I was like, what? What? So when you're building your command hand, it's treated as one pip, but it's a three pip when you're playing it, basically. Yeah, it's uh, the exact opposite of that last. Yeah. Yep. And so it allows you to remove up to two wound tokens and any number, any number of poison or immobilized tokens from Maul. Which, Tim, you said. I mean, that just goes ding, ding, ding versus speed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> See, I don't think that's necessarily I, true. I, but, I still, I still um, don't think it might. I think it's an like it. It doesn't make it an an automatic take. Yeah, but you can do some things. It's a right? use like, of it. Yeah, like it's a in combination with versus speed, it could be. It's it it stops some. Like okay, because somebody who plays Luke with bursts of speed. Like a lot of times I'm it's a I'm kind of waiting to use that because I know I'm gonna be wherever I go, that's it. That's where he's gonna be for a turn, right? And so with this, it kind of takes that and goes, nah, he'll be fine. He could go, he could go and do something else if he wanted. And then not to forget the last thing on this card, <laughs> when he activates. He recovers, and I I said that to Tim. Tim's like, I didn't even read that part. Yeah. I saw the other <laughs> stuff. And- <laughs> yeah, I, I I read the two boons and blah blah blah, and sort of just went blah. Oh yeah, I get the gist. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, no, recover is uh, especially because he doesn't have master of the force. It's uh, real good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. So, um, I think clearly this is. The text on this card is great. Uh, the fact that you have to essentially pay, a th- you know, use a one pip slot to take a three pip is certainly a cost, um, less of a cost because Maul can do the reverse with his other cards. But um, I mean, this is quite a wall of text. I think my favorite part is the wound tokens. Mm. Yep. That's the most like obviously useful part on this card. Yep. Um, you know, this I is mean, the I only mean, command yes, card, I, I think, that. I was saying before, it's like, I think it's the first, I'm pretty sure it's the first heal command card. Yep. Um, and Jedi slash Sith slash Force user wounds are arguably the most valuable wounds in the game um, on like a per wound basis. So um, two wounds, you know, that's 33% of his health. Um, so yes, he starts out wounded. Arguably, you want that wound anyway for Geo Mastery, but then, you know, when he gets down to three wounds, you just play this card and then he's back up to five. <laughs> yeah. So he functionally, like, clearly, 
you know, this is a three pip. So the turn you're playing this year is seeding priority, which yeah. may not be great. Um, but essentially he has seven health, right? Like functionally. Yeah. yeah. As um, long as he doesn't get burst, like take a bunch of burst damage real quick. Right. Like if he, you know, if you're getting maximum use out of this, that means that he has three health. Um, but there are a lot of things that can take three health off a force user, especially yep. as, you know, he doesn't get any dodges or anything on this. So it's not like his defense on this turn is any better. Um, so, you know, hopefully you've put Maul in a position where he can just like chill somewhere safely and play this card. Um, although I guess the two wounds happen when you play the card, not when he activates. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, forget I said that. Um, this is a great command phase heal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it's a great like okay you let's let's just I I know what you said about burst of speed but let's just imagine that you have burst on him, and you it's a great like I just dove right like I'm uh, okay seeding the priority because I mean all they can do is either withdraw or try to punch me and maybe I'm okay with that and now I'm completely fine so go ahead and withdraw because I'm about to mess something else up and I now I'm like back up to like five health five health yeah yeah <laughs> yep. The, um, um, I mean, the other thing too is like, I think there's a possibility like more things are given to mobilize tokens. Mm-hmm. So we're talking yep. about burst of speed, but like that sort of get out of jail free, like, I mean, occasionally poison. I think more you'll see mobilize. Yeah. Um, and in a pinch, um, it could be game winning to be someone assumes you're immobilized and then, oh, nope, I'm good to go. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's. This is a perfect example. I just played a game recently and uh, I was playing against a CIS and they had Maul. And there was a point where Maul was trying to like monkey with my hostage and I had Sabine come up and and whip him and be like, nah. And then Luke dove and killed him, right? Like, I mean, and and so uh, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Or like, it, at least if you see that coming, like, let's say, let's say I didn't even get the whip off, but you know, you're, you're a smart mall player. You see, I have whip on, on, on Sabine or maybe, you know, if Boba Fett, whatever, we don't know what's happening with him, but if something better, you know, and he's got his pit and you know, it's coming and you just play that and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like now it's, that's, that's done. It's so, uh, I don't know. It's cool. It's really cool. It's a really nice get out of jail free card. Yeah, because yeah, yeah uh, you know the immobilized tokens certainly, as you noted, are coming up more often, but generally they don't come up that often, and poison tokens are also pretty rare. But when they come up, both of those things are like absolutely devastating on a force yeah. user, um, and this is just like, yeah, I'm not interested. We're not. I know this is supposed to be like a hard force user counter, force user counter, but yeah, I'm not really interested in that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, as you said, Tim, he recovers uh, when he activates, which is great for force push. It's great for clearing suppression. Um, If you run him with choke, which I would actually consider for reasons that we'll get into once we get to the Darksaber, um, then you recover that too. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a great card. This is clearly, to me, this is a clear replacement for Ambush, even though Ambush would give you three one pips. um, Yeah. I, I think you're just you're taking this and you're not thinking twice about it. Yeah. Um, notable with these command cards, uh, you know, as Jay said, you must nominate Shadow Collective Mall. Um, 
these cannot be used by separatist mall. Uh, but there is no such restriction in the reverse on separatist malls cards. Um, they just say mall. So uh, this should be obvious from the discussion we've been having. But <laughs> Shadow Collective Mall can use all six of Mall's cards, while Separatist Mall can only use the original three. So, which thematically I think makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, it'd, it'd be weird. Like if you look at like Witch Magic, you know, that's after he got his legs cut off, right? Like yeah. thematically, that'd be weird to, you know, the the six Luke Vader cards. They kind of bleed into each other from yeah, you know, like Return of the Jedi is a corset card, right? That belongs to Commander Luke before he's a Jedi. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so, Full of Surprises, I think, is from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. At least the art is. I think the quote is actually from Return of the Jedi. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, these are like clearly, you know, Clone Wars season six, seven mall and not yeah. Phantom Menace mall. So, yeah, it makes sense thematically. It makes sense for rules purposes. <laughs> uh, Separatist Mall certainly does not need three no. new command cards, <laughs> especially ones that are this good. Um, so, yeah, uh, his his eminence. Somebody want to read that for us? Go ahead, Tim. Uh, you must nominate Shadow Collective Mall. Mall gains one dodge token. Already good. Each other trooper unit at range one of Mall gains one suppression token. When another friendly trooper unit at range one of Maul activates, it skips its rally step. That unit cannot be suppressed or panicked, and it gives Maul an order and another unit an order. So, just an all-around good card. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like complete the mission and Master Eagle had a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly the suppression part is not as nearly as good as Master of Evil. Master of Evil's range two, and it's triple the amount of suppression, right? Um, but like as a bonus on this, you get uh, the sort of the complete the mission effect in a range one bubble around Maul. So, so I, I like so it so each other trooper unit. So that's your units. That's your own units too, which um, could be bad. But also like if you have pikes, for instance, yep. like if you have like a bunch of pikes around this. Well then, they have danger sense, and now they're not suppressed, so they don't care about that suppression yeah. anyway. Yep, and so, they have cover, right? Yep. You know, it's so, yeah, so cover kind of. It's 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 a. I don't know how often you would get both both benefits out of it, right? Against suppression on enemy units, and then also on yours. But like, I I think it's just one of those cards that I mean, again, you dive in. And you play that card and you got to dodge and everybody else has a suppression to start the, <laughs> to start that turn, you know, which to you know, to certain units is going to be real bad. Um, and this like, like complete the mission also in some battle or objectives, this could be held to the last turn to ensure that everyone has two actions and yep. stuff like that. Um, the suppression also, um, Timing wise, it's less. It's not as good as Master of Evil too, because Master of Evil is when Vader activates, so it's strip suppression. Whereas this one is at the um, when he does the command card, so different timing. Man, imagine playing this on the like like you know Master of Evil is coming and you play this and you're just like nah, everybody's gonna attack you anyways. <laughs> yeah, they'll have four uh, suppression. Although... But, Everybody has force suppression yeah, too, which isn't like, great. But they're going to attack you anyways. Yeah, that's going to be a problem on your next turn. <laughs> yeah. 
that's yeah. a next turn problem. That's a future mall problem. <laughs> so that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think the best part about this is the dodge token. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, mall is somewhat uniquely about among force users kind of dodge starved. Yeah. Um, you know, he only has one card that gives him a dodge before this and it's his yeah. one pip. Uh, He's not like Luke that has a million cards that give him dodges. He's not like Anakin where every card gives him a dodge <laughs> or Obi-Wan. So um yeah, this is huge. It's another it's another card in his in his hand that gives him a dodge. And then you get these other effects as like a nice little bonus. So all right, seize what power we can. Holding the fist up. Uh, uh you want to do that one, Kyle? Sure. Your turn, pal. Uh, so this one is Maul and two units. Oh, uh, notably, um, you know, his eminence is Maul and one unit. This one is Maul and two units. Uh, Maul's two pip, a lot, his normal separatist Maul two pip lets him give out an order, I think. Um, but generally speaking, um, you know, operatives don't get like command cards to hand out orders. So the fact that these hand out orders is useful. Um, yeah. Anyway, Maul in two units. Uh, you must nominate Shadow Collective Maul. Place one aim and three surge tokens on this card. Each time an enemy unit at range one of Maul spends an aim, dodge, or surge token, place one token of the same type on this card. Friendly mercenary units, which presumably includes Maul himself, can spend this on this card as if their unit has these tokens. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, at worst, this is an aim and three search tokens that anyone in your army can use over the course of the turn. Yep. Any mercenary unit. Um, which is pretty good by itself. And then essentially, like if Maul is close enough to your opponent's army, which it seems like you want him to be with these new cards, uh, he's just like essentially stealing tokens for him or anyone else in your army that wants to spend it. <laughs> it's a really interesting effect. This is a kind. This is a kind of sort of Yoda effect. Um, it's, not, it's not yeah. It's like a reverse Yoda effect, kind of. Mm. I mean, you you still start like you start the turn with a fair number of tokens. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you can just steal a quote unlimited amount of tokens theoretically. In theory, yeah, it yeah. definitely makes your opponent think about like if they're at, now range one of Maul is pretty short, clearly. But if they've got a unit at range of one of Maul, they're like, do I really want to spend the same or dodge token or surge token? <laughs> like, you know, it's some it's interesting. We'll see how often this kind of ends up resulting in a pile of tokens that you steal. Um I mean I mean it's also like at minimum, like because the most important part of dodges on four seizures is being able to get the surge defense. So this yep. is sort of another pseudo dodge card for Maul. Right. So it because he gets three search tokens. So for all intents and purposes, he is search defend. Yep. So this now brings him to three defensive command cards. Right. Which is more which, than one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot yeah. more than one. Arguably four because one of these cards heals him. So yep. true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is an interesting kind of both thematic and also tactical shift from all where. You know, Separatist Maul is very fragile because he doesn't have a lot of access to dodges. He generally starts out with, you know, getting uh, in the mix with five wounds. Um, so he's very like scalpel, you know, sort of trying to poke kind of 
force user whereas this version of maul feels a little bit more like vader where you just kind of want him to be like blenderizing dudes in the middle of your opponent's army and he actually kind of has the tools now to do that yeah so yeah it's going to be interesting right because if he is restricted to shadow collective and we've only we don't know everything shadow collective is going to have yet but based on what we're seeing it's mostly looking like core and and maybe maybe special forces if you know we haven't seen anything on the mandalorians yet so it's like yeah he may be a blunder but like uh, we're going to talk about this later like how much support is he going to have as a force user right you know like yeah that's nice that seems great but i don't know (laughs) like (laughs) especially if you can take those other units in other factions lists with yeah. other force users that can take better support. Right. Right. Like if you can take Pikes or Black Suns along with, you know, Vader or Anakin or right. um, Dooku or whoever, um, you know, Maul is going to be like sort of competing with those force users for yeah. like structurally. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and we haven't seen any strike teams or other, you know, cheap ish things for shadow collective yet. So, um, and, and, and listen, that stuff, and maybe that's a good come, thing. Right. And it, maybe <laughs> it'll come down the road. Maybe we don't know, but like, you know, I think we need to think about this as much as they said, this isn't a new faction kind of is. Uh, and, you know, we need to treat it as such, right? Like none of the factions when they first came out were like ready to go and be tournament ready, you know, in, yeah, a comp- right. in a competitive way. And, and that's okay, you know, but maybe in like a skirmish, you know, this might be really good or, or, you know, but not in like an 800 point, you know, we, I, I'm theorizing here. I don't know. Right. We could be shocked at what cards and stuff are coming out. I mean, I guess the, they may have the a five and who knows what other, yeah, uh, we don't you know. know, other vehicles and snipers or who knows what they're going to steal, right? For shadow collectives. So maybe there's something that they can do, but, you know, just off the top, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, he looks great, but. Uh... Yeah. It's going to be a little, little awkward. Cause it's, yep. you know, like he might be good enough that you're looking at what is essentially a core box unit list and it's the mall faction and malls just yep. good enough that. You know, the fact that you can only get to nine activations right. or whatever isn't really that big of a deal yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. And we don't know everything. I, I'm just, you know, and listen, yeah. I don't know anything. I'm just throwing out my thoughts here, which will change in two weeks when we get something else. Right. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's going to be the best. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. So far, based on what we've seen, and especially given that other factions can already take you know, probably the same units that Maul can take. Yep. Um, you know, it looks on paper, it looks a little bit awkward uh, structurally. Yep. So yeah. um, we'll see. These are really good cards. <laughs> we haven't even said the got the best one yet, the Darksaber. The um, what? <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, for those that have not seen the show, Maul uses and claims the dark saber at one point. Um, he uses it very effectively, much more effectively than Dinjar. And for those that have seen the book of Boba Fett, <laughs> I did like, yeah, I did like the um, 
the, you know, the explanation in, in book of Boba Fett with, you know, Mando trying to use it in the way she was explaining like, yeah, well, cause you're not really, you're trying to force it. Right. And I like that, uh, that kind of shows up because we've seen a version of the dark saber already and yep. it's not as strong as this dark saber. Right. And so it kind of makes sense because maybe Sabine isn't as proficient and doesn't speak with it the yep. way that Maul does, you know? Well, I mean, Maul's the only force sensitive, like confirmed force sensitive wielder of the dark saber in canon mm. that yep. like of like sort of the time, the time that we're in. Yeah, so right. it would make sense that, I mean, the guy who's trained with a lightsaber and also can wield the force can uh, more effectively use the dark saber. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is me like going a little bit into canon speculation here, but um, so at least based on what they said in Book of Boba Fett about it, you know, it seems like the dark saber kind of responds to confidence uh, mm. in the sense that, like, you know, Mandalore is a very warrior-based, uh, strength-focused society, and um, you know, the whole thing with like, if you want the dark saber to respect you as if it's like half sentient you have to like win it in combat right and then sort of view yourself as the leader of mandalore and um you know maul's a pretty confident dude (laughs) (laughs) so um clearly the whole force sensitive thing like yeah he can probably get much more in tune with it than somebody who's not but also like if there's you know of the of the various individuals that we're at the dark saber in canon i would say maul is the most like yeah mandalore's mine and y'all can deal with it uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that is I mean, not the he, attitude that he, Din he, basically, has. he basically conquered mandalore through force of will yes exactly <laughs> so um you know if the dark saber responds to force of will and to confidence in one's own abilities to rule the planet in question <laughs> Maul is certainly chief among the dark saber wielders in that category. So, um, oh, and if you guys want to hear more about this, by the way, just a little self plug here for for the fifth trooper. Uh, I would have to look up what episode it is, but if you look at the fifth trooper podcast, I actually interviewed Sam Whitwer, the voice of Maul on Clone Wars, and we talked about that a little bit during that interview and and it was leading into when uh the new season came out on disney plus and so if you go back to the fifth trooper podcast you can go find the sam whitwer interview and and he talks a bit about that during that interview didn't, didn't you say he would come back on if there was a legion ball he did yeah <laughs> i mean i'm I, sure he's busy but it was you know. so stressful man i don't want to do that again <laughs> i'm not saying we should have him on this <laughs> you know yeah no, so, I, so, yeah, yeah. For those of you who haven't listened to it yet, it's a little behind the scenes I'll give you is we had seen a bunch of posts, all, all of us, all the Legion community, like of him with like his figures and he's painting them and he's talking about them. And like he had visited FFG at one point and I was like, great, let's have him on and talk about Legion. And then like in our pre-interview, he was like, yeah, I haven't really played. I just like painting them and stuff. And I literally just tore up an entire like qu- list of questions and had to like <laughs> half wing. The, I think the it was interview. a great interview. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you should, folks that are just generally fans of Clone Wars um, and Rebels uh, should go back and listen to it because there's a lot of GC Mall 
tidbits in there. I loved how he talked about the fight between um, Maul and Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It gave me a new appreciation for it. Um, I won't ruin it, but you should go listen to it. So Yeah, so just a little... Yes. I, I was just thinking about that when you were talking about I'm like, yeah, didn't I'm pretty sure he said something about that, like around yep. that same thing too. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, don't don't listen to me. Go <laughs> listen to the dude that actually plays yeah, Darth, Darth Maul. Maul himself. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so I guess we could talk about the stats on this thing, right? Uh yeah, I I'm gonna need you to explain some things to me. So go okay. but go ahead. I, I right. can read them if you want. Yeah, go ahead. So, so Maul starts off as an as an operative. Uh, that's uh, yep. the symbol on his card. So, when he is equipped with the dark saber, you treat your rank as commander. You gain surge to crit and cunning. That's pretty great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cunning basically means when you play a pip and your opponent plays a pip, you win. It doesn't matter because you yep, have there's no roll. Yep. Um, yep. And. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's it's yeah. basically you treat your card as it had one fewer pip, right? If, so, if, if there's a tie, yeah, if there's a yeah. tie, yep. yep. Uh, so then it's a sidearm melee ranged impact two pierce two. So the ranged is what I don't understand it. Saber throw, saber throw. I I still don't understand. So so basically, what that's saying is when you equip the dark saber, you can only use the dark saber. Um, whether you hit people in melee or you, if you use a saber throw, you can't use the four red attack. You have to use the three black off the uh, dark saber. What and explain that? Why? Why does that? Why does that mean that? Sidearm. It so, like that's what sidearm says. Like it, sidearm whatever means that you have to use the weapon on this card if you make that type of attack. No, but why did? But why is it say range? Because uh, saber throw is choose one of choose a melee weapon, and then make yeah. a ranged attack with it, and then make a ranged attack with it. But because this is already ranged, it you can't. I don't. Well, you're you're choosing. So you're choosing a. Uh, you know, you have to choose a weapon that you can make attacks with. Which, if you have the dark saber, is the dark saber, and then you make a ranged attack with it. But that was because of sidearm. Yep. But what? What? It's just to remove the ambiguity about can you take the dark saber and still saber throw with your double bladed lightsaber, and the answer appears to be no. Okay. So, um, I think if it just said sidearm melee, yeah, it would be at best confusing about whether you could saber throw with the double bladed lightsaber. Um, I think you'd probably be able to, but this makes it pretty clear to me that. Um, whether you're saber throwing or hacking something up in melee, if you take the dark saber, you got to use the dark saber. Period. Full stop. Well, I'm glad right. it's clear to you because it's so much clear <laughs> to me. I think that they will have to update the sidearm uh, language in the RG anyway, because um, right now this is only on Royal Guard, as far as I'm aware. And it says something to the effect of like, when this mini is added to a unit, that mini must use this weapon. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, that's not like verbatim but um it's clearly uh, like okay okay oh this is why it says range okay so i'm reading it here it says uh sidearm melee keyword the mini added by that upgrade can only use the weapon on the electro staff guard upgrade during a melee attack the mini may still use any available ranged weapons such as the ranged weapon on the imperial royal guard unit card during a ranged attack so that so that 
is telling you, but this is saying may. Hmm. Can only use the weapon. Okay, that's why yep. the ranged is in there for saber. You're right. Now I yep. understand. Yeah. I needed yeah. that like phraseology. That was good. Okay. Yeah, the, the TLDR of this particular part about the dark saber is you can just like take a permanent marker and scratch off the double bladed lightsaber on <laughs> Maul's card. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So just gotcha. put some white gotcha. tape, put some painter's tape over it. Uh, he, Sorry, that took longer yeah. than probably needed. Yeah, yeah, I no. just was not connecting the dots on that. Yeah. Oh, what? No, I, I think that's good because a lot of people were confused about that. Some people yeah. were even like, I'm not going to name any names here. but We're like sidearm. What a weird new keyword. That's really interesting. <laughs> um, it was like, no, this is this is not actually new. That's already a keyword. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that it does makes, have. Makes sense. Yeah. And it does have impact who appears to like the double-bladed lightsaber yeah i mean it's it's commander luke's lightsaber in terms of attack profile yes it's identical yep Yep. Yep. six six black search crit impact to you pierce two which is to say that it is slightly worse than um the double-bladed lightsaber in melee it is significantly worse for saber throw um once you add tenacity into the mix it it's the the difference between this and the double-bladed lightsaber is pretty negligible uh, clearly the dice ceiling is relevant like the double bladed lightsaber has nine dice and this only has seven when you add tenacity and the fact that you know you can convert hits with surge tokens on the double bladed lightsaber if you have surge tokens available um, you'll do a lot more uh, damage with the double bladed lightsaber than you will with this thing um, so I'd say it's like 95% of the time going to be just subjectively worse attack profile wise uh, but you're getting, um, and that's including the search crit, by the way. Yeah. Um, there are times like when you're swinging at armor that the search crit is going to be better. If you're swinging at armor in melee, I think that's the only time I can think of where that search crit is going to net to something better than the double-bladed saber. Um, the the obvious benefit of this is cunning, <laughs> which, yeah, you know, on a unit with six command cards, uh, it's pretty. It's, I mean, this is the first six command card character that we've seen with cunning. So, I mean, it also makes him a commander, which is right. Also, benefit because then you don't have to have a well, commander tax. I, I think would... that's debatable. So, Kyle, how does okay? It, how... Fair enough. <laughs> how does well, it? Uh, we can talk about why if you want. Go ahead, do I... that first. Well, why it's debatable? So, um, and it's because of what we already talked about. Um, structurally, like we don't know what Shadow Collective looks like, right? And we don't know how much anything costs, but um, you know it's possible that it could be better, like for activation count purposes, to take two generics instead of Maul and a generic. Yes. Because um, he's the you know so far anyway the only Shadow Collective operative that we see. So if you're talking about like filling out slots, you're moving somebody from one slot to another slot that has units in it that you might want to take. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, it's the uh, clone commander problem. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, if you could take a clone commander as, um, I'm sorry, if you had a clone commander hedged out by a different commander like Chewie, right? This is part of what makes Chewie so awkward. If you take Chewie in a Republic list, you cannot take a clone commander in that slot, which is super awkward. So, um, you know, clearly we don't know what the generic commanders do yet, but it's possible that this is like a, you know, I'd much rather have them in the operative slot for list building purposes kind of situation, especially if, you know, there's 
and so far both core units we've seen for um, this release have self-preservation. And if they can't use his courage, then you know there's really like no benefit to having him yeah. as a commander rank. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Um, that will probably might fall into place once more things are known. Yeah. But I think shadow collective list building, as so far what we've seen, there's going to be a lot of different ways to do it. And it'll be interesting to see what ends up being yeah. preferred style. Right. Yeah, it's a little, I mean, look, I'm not complaining about articles. I'm, I'm super glad that we have articles. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit disappointing that we have all these articles about these units and they still haven't told us like how we can actually use them. <laughs> yeah. You'd think a good article would be like, okay, here's the Shadow Collective Battle Force. Uh, here's how you can include a mercenary unit in yeah. your army. Like everything that we know about this is from about that part of this release. Is if from I had streams. to bet, I would I would put that up on the mini Stravis Stravaganza. They're going to market that about a few weeks before and they say we're going to preview these, and then that's when they'll do it. So we all tune into that. Yeah, it's like it, a, it's like a week before though. Yeah, I think it's literally like the week before the release. Yeah, mini Stravaganza. Um. The uh, I mean, this just feels like a very bottom-up approach to reveals. Yeah, because they've gone from like the weakest units to the most powerful with no structure. It feels like the uh, ideal play way for players, at least, would be structure first, then fill it all in with units. But right. listen, man, it, we're getting we're getting previews and we're getting articles. Oh, I, we're getting I, previews. It's amazing. I I yeah. could care less how they do it. Yeah, like, not gonna, just, not looking to get yep. force in the mouth. Just but, glad yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're taking this almost always. How does the how does the search to crit factor into your? Because he doesn't search with the normal yeah, saber. I, right? I factored so. that in. Oh, the, okay, um, okay, yeah. okay. So this is um a good a good quick way to do like dice math is to just add up all the paint on the dice and then divide by eight. And that's how many hits on average you get with a given pool. Sure. Um, so <laughs> I'd, I'd have to actually, I don't even know how much. Well, let me, let me give die. you an example. So, uh, you know, a, a black dice has it's, four hits and a surge on it. It's, right? yeah. Um, so for the dark saber purposes, because that surge converts, it's five facings, right? Okay. So five times six dice is 30. And then you divide by eight. So that's 30 over eight, basically. Right, three and three quarters. Yes, which is identical to Luke. Um, and then the double-bladed lightsaber is four red dice, which has six paint and one surge. So without surge conversion, that is six times four, which is twenty-four. And then four white dice without surge, which again without the surge is two, two paint. So that's another eight. So that's thirty-two divided by eight, which is four. So it's it's thirty-two over eight versus thirty over eight. With, and that's if you count for the surge yeah. crit. Yeah. Now the double-bladed lightsaber has the possibility to go all the way up if you have like unlimited surge access to 40 out of 8, which is clearly like way better. Um, and on his 3-pip turn, now he has ways to get surges. Uh, you know, Separatist Maul also has a second training slot, which you can use for Into the Fray, which does the same thing functionally. So... Um, this is definitely worse damage wise. Um, I, I heard everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard it for sure. Um, 
I still but, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, bottom line. Even so you're you telling me it, one is three and three quarters and the other one's four? Four plus. Four or more, depending on your search yeah. token access. And, you know, there are at least two tenacity. cards of it. And tenacity. Like doing, yeah. But um, that three quarters, a good percent of the time is going to be four. Right. So, well, it's it's also dice cap too, right? Like, you, at most with this, you can do six hits, seven with tenacity. The double blade of lightsaber can spike all the way up to nine with tenacity, um, which is relevant having played a lot of mall. So, all right. And yeah. The, I mean, and the surge conversion really benefits the double blade of lightsaber. Um, well, and let's not forget it is black dice and they do not show up when you think they're going they to. Don't. Well, yeah, I, it's really I, cool. I was going to say too, like the double blade lightsaber has the sort of the, the, the floor of the four or five red. Yep. Um, and that kind of like, it's like, oh, you have two or three minis left in this unit. The double blade lightsaber can very reliably take that out. Yep. Whereas the dark saber uh, could completely whiff on one or two minis yep way more Definitely. often yeah those that have played a lot of commander luke feel that yeah. pain of uh, <laughs> rolling one or zero paint um dude even operative luke sometimes does yeah that. those red dice i'm sorry those black dice are yeah they're fickle sometimes they really um, are but yeah it's as we mentioned already uh the saber throw is the biggest difference like the dark saber yep. saber throw is way worse than yep. yeah, the right. double bladed lightsaber saber throw so but you're getting cunning, so and search crit, and right. But I'm factoring the search crit into oh, the difference right. between and, the two profiles. All right, it just feels better. <laughs> it, it does. It just feels better, and it's better against armor. It's but that's about the only time that it's actually because against armor you're doing three and a half past the armor. Yeah, is the impact two plus the one plus and a half? Sir, crits. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's twice as many crits against armor. Oh my yeah. god, man! <laughs> um, it's way too late for me to be thinking. Well, man. Yeah. Boys. Anyway, so let's talk about builds real quick because basically you have two options. You can either build him like separatist mall, which you know the quote unquote standard way to do that right now is push yep. saber throw tenacity into the fray, right? But but you can't do that. But you can't do that um, <laughs> because you can't take two training slots. Uh, and you probably don't want to take saber throw if you're taking the dark saber. So you could either do that if you're not taking the dark saber, or you could take the dark saber. And then I think that um, kind of switches up the other slots a little bit because yep. yep. you don't want to take saber throw probably. Uh, so I think you can take choke there or burst of speed. Either of those two seems good. Yep. <clears throat> or like barrier I... if you want to play some weird defensive mall, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I I also think like the i mean theoretically from what we've seen the bus is available in uh yep shadow collective so you could easily see some like force push force choke dark saber malls in the bus you could also see like a theoretically the upgrades will be carried over too so there'll be a bannock in the bus so you could easily see a like force push force choke oh wow all is going to jump in the middle and you're going to have two wounds you can heal with a command card and then a bus with a medic in it following behind just keeping him healthy <laughs> so. that's pretty that's pretty gross <laughs> not gonna lie now think about his range one if he's in the bus with that suppression thing yeah 
and the token stealing thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lot bigger of a range yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah. So essentially, this becomes like melee ball. Uh, yeah. You probably want tenacity in that first slot because you're already converting the surges anyway, um, and he doesn't have a second training slot. So, uh, but he does have a command slot. Which is there any reason to like ever put something besides vigilance in here? A esteemed leader, maybe. I, I don't know. It depends on what allies of convenience does. I don't think it would stack. I mean, so because we don't know it, about that. It yeah. might like if it's stacked. It, it says you may include one additional. So, it, but it, but it's not a but it's not like a it's not allies of convenience X. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I th- I think it's esteemed leader or uh, vigilance most of the time. I have a hard time like not putting vigilance in here. Yeah, I, I would say it's like <laughs> 90, 95% of the time vigilance. Yeah, I think I'd have like a seizure if you, it's not vigilance. Because <laughs> um, I mean, ev- even if you're not vigilance in mall, there's a lot of units in general yep. collective that want to be vigilance. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. You could potentially uh, bring three copies of vigilance. Yes, you could. <laughs> in a shadow, if you take him as an operative and you... Yep. Put vigilance in here. Just take six pikes with three copies of vigilance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I bought enough pikes for that. Um, that sounds kind of gross. <laughs> well, guess there's already more pikes. I guess. Yeah. Good news. Those are still available <laughs> for pre-order. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Well, yeah. uh, I might just have to. Do, I might just have to go grab one of those. Um, but but I but I think in short, small sort of traditional mall or sort of mini vader is sort of your yep two modes that are sort of obvious right off the bat yep i agree there might be other ways that people build them i'd be excited to see those like i said i think maybe you could do some kind of like barrier defensive mall situation i don't know um barrier is a really good upgrade but this mall seems like he kind of wants to be in your bonus army and not yours so um Anyway, that was that was a super long discussion about Maul. Um, do we want to punt the? Uh, yeah. F- yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at the time, going, dude, we, we're already an hour and yeah. five minutes in. Like, no, nah, man, I'm good. It's dude, fine. Let's just be the Maul episode about the Maul well, faction. Yeah. And we could do up close and personal, and then. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Real quick. Because yeah. I know Jay was very excited about this one. <laughs> I I was until I realized I had to give up something. Uh, but yeah, so up close and personal is a training upgrade. And it is after you perform a ranged attack at range one to two, gain a dodge token, one dodge token. And that's for five points. Uh, Sabine's in the picture. I like yep. it on Sabine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in my list, sees the initiatives way more important uh, than two two dodges because you know a lot of times she's not shooting as much as you'd like her to shoot anyways but man this has some really neat stuff for han and like some other some other units you know that i think could really take advantage of this potentially so it is possible as you you already mentioned gunslinger right there are ways to get more than one dodge with this card um if you're making multiple attacks gunslinger is like the obviously uh you know, like you said, Sabine's on the card. Yep. Um, you're clearly making two attacks with Gunslinger. I think it would, this would give you two dodge tokens. Um, so Han and Sabine, uh, I don't see why this wouldn't work with Saber Throw, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a Force user like Anakin that pretty much always takes Saber Throw or Separatist Maul, 
Um, I could see this on the, on that if they're doing if you're doing a lot of saber throwing, um, you know, Anakin in particular, right? Because he almost always has saber throw. He does it a lot. Um, he has a strictly better version of deflect. Uh, so dodge tokens on him are more valuable than even like a normal deflect force user. Um, and he can share his dodge tokens to other units. So it's not like a waste if he has a giant pile of dodge tokens on him. So, um, all right. All right. So what if you ready? Yep. I think I know where you're going with this. You could put, what if you put it on Grievous? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then trained by your Jedi arts and you just shoot a bunch of stuff and get a shit ton of dodge tokens. Oh my God. Uh, His his gun has versatile as well, right? Yep. Yeah. So you could shoot out of melee to get a dodge token while you're in melee. Yeah. Yeah. So even in normal melee, it's like, oh, I really only want to use one lightsaber well use your gun shoot out you get a dodge with that action as well oh, so it's man, like he needs that bad too he does yeah. he does yeah. it's really awkward though because like uh don't get me wrong i think you're doing this just for the meme on grievous <laughs> so that you can play training your jedi arts and just put like an eight dodge token stack next yeah. to yeah um but you know like he only has one training slot and he also wants i, I think arguably requires endurance Mm-hmm. Um, other training upgrades that are really good on him tenacity into the fray um, I'm forgetting one anyway uh, he want, he needs like four training slots for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> situational yeah. awareness if you're having this right yeah. Um, so uh, yeah I think you definitely like if you're going to run Grievous you take this because it's hilarious yeah. um, I'm not sure that it makes him yeah competitive it's just fun it makes it's it fun. fun yeah it's fun uh, I, I think I, there's some options in there somewhere yeah. uh, i don't know about competitive I, but i think it's definitely interesting it definitely helps yeah, yeah. oh yeah like I mean, the big I, the big thing on that one pip turn is going in there you know dropping a bunch of suppression maybe killing some stuff and then like he's got to sit there and basically tank an entire turns with the shots which if you give this to him now he can do he might panic on the next turn <laughs> yeah yep. Um, but I mean, the other thing, okay, I know they're going to make changes to Boba Fett, but you could put that up, you could put up close and personal and the prepared supplies on Boba Fett, and then you could get a bunch of dodges that way to keep him alive because he always has that problem too. And he does have two training slots, so you could run us with situational awareness if you really wanted to. Yep. Um, I, I do think the sort of the most obvious best case scenario right off the bat is for like on Han because he likes those dodges and also yep. he can then send some dodges over to Chewie, Chewie. while he's at it too. Yep. Two dodges for Han, two dodges for Chewie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's too bad Han only has one training slot because this with situational awareness would actually be like super tanky Han. Yeah. Yep. Vigilance, but, situational awareness, and this on Han. <laughs> and and low profile, right? Yes. No, yeah. On top of low so, profile. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Han Han's gotten surprisingly tanky. Surprisingly quickly. I'm really interested in Han. Yeah, he's yeah. on my short list for. He's definitely not on my short list for ACO. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to be cagey. Um, yeah. At this point, there's three lists basically for ACO, and it's going to depend on what I have painted. So. 
I've yeah, decided that, I'm not messing around this time. I can't figure out how to make ACO work. I wanted to like I at first everyone was like, nah, we're not going to ACO. It's really expensive. Screw it. And then everyone's like, no, we're yeah, I'm going now. Like, <laughs> oh man, like all right. I, I already yeah. picked mine. <laughs> yeah, it's only four hours drive for me, so it's yeah. no brainer. Um for me. Uh, I'll be on the farm. Yep. <laughs> um anyway, yeah. Super exciting upgrade up close and personal. Lots of units that could benefit from this. So, yeah. Yep. Um, I Rex. do think Rex, yeah. I mean, I don't think it makes Rex like. No, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, I would totally take this on Rex. I don't know. There's a lot of units that this is super interesting on. Yeah. I mean, I, all this, all the new stuff is great. I've yeah. been, I'm really excited about everything. And it seems we haven't played it yet, but everything seems very reasonably priced too. Yeah. Like, it, like, and I don't mean that it's cheap. I just mean like, yeah, that seems reasonable to me. That's a good price for that. You know? Yeah. It's not like an auto take, but it's something that's like super yeah. interesting. Like this at five points, right? Like five points is, that's an expensive training upgrade. Most training upgrades are four or less. Yeah. Um, except endurance for some reason uh <laughs> but uh yeah five points is you know this is a lot for a training upgrade in a competitive slot um so yeah this one's good i like prepared supplies at five yeah. um so the uh, i mean i'm really enjoying like we're starting to see enough up enough decent upgrades that a lot of slots are not just plug in one upgrade for yeah. whatever unit like there's a lot of units now that have like two slots and three upgrades or one slot and two or three upgrades that all yeah. we you want to take to you to make decisions and sacrifices and yeah it'd be nice to see some more interesting some more melee upgrades like right now it's basically like tenacity is the melee upgrade right like it's yeah. literally the only melee upgrade that improves your melee damage um yeah so there are ones like that and you know offensive push is kind of the ranged equivalent of that um there are ones like those two where, yes, you see them a lot, but also there's not really anything else that does like something similar to what they do, right? Like, yep. yeah, one of those improves your melee damage, one of them improves your yeah. anything damage, I guess. So, I wonder too, you know, that prepared supplies with the cash really sets a precedent to start, you know, what other tokens can we just, you know, yeah. put it put in a on a card, you know? So, that's that's pretty interesting as yeah. well. Yep. I agree. Yeah, cash is a really interesting keyword. Yeah, and like, are there going to be things that would let you like add more to a cashed card, or so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's a it's funny how it's worded and how it's used, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just give a dodge to something? Why is it on that card? You know. So I think there's going to be some interesting play with that. So that that sounds a lot of fun. I think clones are the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, because it's not in play, so you can't. Yeah, so you can't share it, it if it's not yeah, in play. Yeah. yeah, and that has been confirmed. That you can't share it if it's not in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm very excited, and oh. I now have stats for my tactical rock mall that I'm going to enjoy <laughs> painting very much. He's going so, straight to, straight to the top of my pile of shame. It seems interesting that the model. Has both the dark saber and his red lightsaber in its hand, when technically speaking, he can't use both. 
Well, I think I think. Wah, wah, wah. Gotcha, I think Tim. The, well, <laughs> it's it's not his double bladed lightsaber though. I know. No, this uh, is the lightsaber that he uses. Well, um, uh, Savage Oppress has his double bladed lightsaber. So I think you could argue that the dark saber includes the normal single-bladed red lightsaber and its attack profile, and he's dual wielding. I mean, I'm sure that there's also options. Like, I'm I'm hoping that there is an option for just the dark saber because I have my regular maul with his double-bladed. So I would just paint up just a dark saber and have whatever version of maul I'm using on that day. Put that model on the table. Yeah, you mean like um. Sculpting options that include just the yeah. dark saber. I mean, even just looking at this one, it seems like you could just kind of, oh yeah, I mean, cut cut the dark the other lightsaber out of that hand, and then he's just got like a hand behind him, you know. Yeah, and it probably would look fine. That just is more effort. <laughs> I know. I think it looks cool with both of them. And, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I always play around with the sculpts and dry fit stuff. Yeah. see what looks good well and that's my you know that question always seems to come up on the facebook group like is star wars WYSIWYG? and if this is a perfect example of how it isn't right like it's yeah just, yeah well and i'm i'm getting more enough corsets to uh <laughs> do multiple <laughs> versions of them all so yeah um yep. yeah i'm very excited all right any final thoughts no. It, uh, say Invader, Invader League single Leland is coming up. There'll be streams of plenty, I'm sure. Yep. Check right, we out. got we got to ready up by Thursday, right? With our yeah, list. don't forget to do that. Oh yep. god. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, I know what list I'm playing. I just got to remember to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no secrets here. I I, yep. I am fully aware of what list I'm playing, but also all completely unaware of what list I'm playing. Excellent. Whatever that means. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> you all have to just commit. That's what I'm doing. Full on commitment. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I admire yeah, that. It got me I, this uh, far so far. So, yep. so, you know? Yeah. Ain't broke, don't fix. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all right. let's let's end this bad boy. Uh, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay, and I'm second. And I'm Timbo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>